Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It is nothing short of a miracle that the female body can grow a little human. But pregnancy is also a time associated with a rapidly changing body, physical ailments you've never heard of before, and an overwhelming feeling of loss of control. In this episode, we talk all things pregnancy, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our panel consists of Vic Goodchild, accessory buyer at Oliver Bonus and mother to Riley, nine months, Sam McPherson, physiotherapist, writer, yoga and Pilates teacher, and mother to Lily, 10 months. Amy Cole, director of product marketing at WhatsApp, and mother to Ellie, 9 months. You listen to the podcast To Become a Mother, and my name is Caroline Johansson. Hi everyone and welcome. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I'd like to start by asking you, Vic, if you can take us back to when you found out that you were pregnant. When did you discover it? Where were you? Who did you tell? And what thoughts were running through your head? So I found out in our flat in London. I think we'd been at my partner's parents' house for about two weeks and I'd missed my period. So I was sort of thinking, am I pregnant? I'd done a test, one of those ones that says pregnant or not. And it was no. So that was a bit disappointing. And then got back to the flat and I was still like, are you sure? Like, what's going on? So really casually just bought a pregnancy test in Morrison's and came back and um, just did it upstairs without even telling Jack that I was doing it, basically. And then there was like a little faint line and I was like, okay. So to give the context, I had a miscarriage kind of four months before. So my immediate reaction wasn't like the first time round where we were really excited and, you know, had that initial kind of overwhelming excitement that you get initially so we were kind of more cautious (laughs) so I guess it wasn't yeah wasn't the reaction that probably most people go through but we were kind of excited nervous I then did about a million other pregnancy tests (laughs) just to check (laughs) you can buy them on Amazon you can buy like a pack of multi-pack for much cheaper did loads of them and then it did take a while for it to sink in. Like, I didn't really tell anyone to begin with. I think I told my mom again, like, really casually on the phone. You know, I think I'm pregnant. And my mum's like, oh, you know. And I was really sort of in denial about it because of having had the miscarriage. And I just, you know, it was such a, an overwhelming experience the first time around. And we didn't want to get our hopes up. So, yeah, it was a, it was a strange time. 
yeah. And then the excitement obviously came later. And when did you feel comfortable enough to start talking about it? Like, so when did that first bit of anxiety wear off and when did you feel you could start telling people? (laughs) Well, so with my miscarriage, I had quite a lot of spotting to begin with. And it's very confusing because as we know, you know, spotting can be a sign that you are pregnant, but it also can be a sign that you're not pregnant. So it's very confusing. And so I had a bit of that and I went for lots of early scans. I really would recommend anyone to go and get an early scan if you're in a position to be able to go and do that, because that filled me with so much sort of security, I guess, that you know, everything was going well. So after kind of, I don't know, I think after the 12 week scan, I was of, you know, that was that was the relief point for me, but was still unsure. I think I definitely told my immediate friends because I think having been through that big experience, which is really kind of devastating, you need your friends around you to kind of support you through that. So I think, you know, it wasn't until kind of even the 20 week, I think that I was really like comfortable sharing it with people. I'll probably talk about this later, but I feel like for me, my pregnancy was like in two halves. You know, I was really excited latterly, but initially very anxious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think a lot of women can relate to that. Amy, turning to you, so can you tell us how you found out and where you were and all those the thoughts that must have been going through your head? So for us, we, we had tried for quite a while and weren't able to get pregnant. So we did IVF. And so when we found out, we were literally like, waiting by the phone for the call. You go through this like waiting period where like, you know, you kind of go through the like the process and then you're taking all the hormones, right? Like it's like injections and patches and like all the things that you have to do. And so that whole period, you kind of don't know what signals are real signals and what signals are just artificial signals. So you just kind of get excited when something happens, but you you try not to because you don't know if it's if it's really going to happen. And so, yeah, we, we got the call. Uh, and I think probably similar to Vic, we had so many friends who have had losses or have really struggled. And so even with that call, like the whole process, we just, it was really hard to get excited. We were just still really nervous that you know, kind of something would happen. But so I think it just took a while to to probably settle in. But because we were going through such a long process, all of our family knew. So, you know, as soon as we got the call, we were like WhatsApping my partner's mom, like my mom, just like letting everybody know. So a weird process, I think, to like be so pro, I guess not proactive, everyone's proactive, uh, probably in trying to make it happen. But just going through that mentally is kind of a weird thing to go through, I think. I can totally see that. Um, Sam, how was it for you? When did you find out? We found out we were at home, actually, and I'd been feeling terrible for a few weeks. So conversely, we had a really easy experience. We were so blessed, like no trouble at all getting pregnant. But she was hiding. I'd missed a couple of periods, but I wasn't getting any positive. So I kept like testing, but well, something's up. So then I started to worry that something was wrong with me. Or I was like, well, if I'm not pregnant, but I'm not having a period and I'm feeling dreadful, something's up. Like I'll go for a blood test. And we started that ball sort of rolling. We were waiting. And it was actually just, it was at my husband's birthday. I was like, I think I've made you a baby for your birthday. I think that's what I was, I kind of decided that. I was like, because there needs to be a reason that I feel so rough. (laughs) And he was so desperate to be pregnant and then we'd and we'd had a few negative tests and he said I don't even want you to take another one because we're going to wait to the blood test we're going to find out what's going on because I'm you know I can't have another negative test and you're not feeling right it's worrying me I was like okay okay fine so then 
the next morning after his birthday, I just went to the bathroom to contest on my own. <laughs> It's like, I need to know. And I feel I'm convinced. And it was positive. So I came out and I'd been up most of the night feeling rubbish. I get my dressing gown with it stuffed in my pocket. And uh, and he was making like breakfast. Like, you okay? How are you feeling? You... And he went, you look pretty good for someone who's had a rough night again. Like feeling headachy and sicky. And I was like, that's because I'm pregnant. And I was like <laughs> waving this stick about. <laughs> And he was like, his little face just lit up. So we were just like at home on a Sunday morning after celebrating his birthday. And uh, and it was just, so it just felt amazing. So we, I, and I'm always, I always feel so lucky that I didn't have too much to worry about before. It was just, it just kind of happened so easily. And then we, then we were over the moon and went on FaceTime and phoned everyone because... We always said, even if we were super duper early, we wanted, we were in a, like pandemic, we were in lockdown, isolation was massive already. If if it didn't happen, if something went wrong, we'd want people around us. And we've had friends that have been like, I won't tell anyone till I'm 16 weeks, we'll keep it a secret. And then something's gone wrong and they've been heartbroken by themselves, which I mm. think just feels really yeah. strange to us. So we, we shared and, you know, fortunately we were lucky and everything was fine, but... Yeah, Lily was the hiding, the hiding <laughs> test for God. That's so interesting. <laughs> well, but you were right. Yeah, I knew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, staying with you, Sam, just thinking about your pregnancy. Can you tell us a bit how it was? Like, what did you enjoy about being pregnant, and what did you feel were like the lows? Ah, <laughs> uh, so I actually enjoyed very little about being pregnant. <laughs> um, so I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, and I had a clinical psychologist at my from my 16 week appointment with the midwife who was amazing because I was just so rough so rough from literally the moment I was pregnant I was like why am I feeling this way and I think I got to about 10 weeks and I couldn't stop being sick I had awful blood pressure problems I had headaches I just felt like I had flu 24 7 so like lifting my own head off the pillow is so tricky and I got to the midwife and She's like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And like this. And I just, just kind of sobbed. I got off the couch, she did my blood pressure, and she said, it's in your boots. I know, aren't you feeling rough? And they did actually, and I was depleted a few things, and I needed a little bit of treatment, which did help. But up to that point, I was like, I'm failing at pregnancy. Like, I'm getting it wrong. Because all of my friends and family who have had babies were like, from the moment of conception, glowing and smiley and happy and like glossy. <laughs> and I was like, I look rubbish. I look, feel rubbish. Yeah. And I found that so difficult. I just felt like I was failing at the first hurdle mm. because I felt terrible and couldn't figure a way to, and I was, I was working a lot, but I don't need to. So yeah, I found that really heartbreaking for ages and then it continued. So I was poorly up until about 30 weeks. So I had no. a long time of being sick oh. and having blood pressure problems and pain. I had awful pelvic pain and I'm like really fit and I've looked after lots of women and yeah. taught like yoga and Pilates. Through. And so I thought, you know, I'm prepared. Yeah. I know about the body. I, I can do this, which just made it worse because people are like, you're so fit and healthy. I don't know why your pregnancy is so rough. And I'm like, yeah. tell me about it. So yeah, I've the glow didn't come till after, <laughs> <laughs> but it came through definitely. But it did come through. I mean, yeah. the joy, like there is one, there are wonderful things, and and are, like you know when you're getting big and you're waddling about and you you feel the wriggles and like to be honest, I was I was honest with everyone about it. I think because I had felt rubbish, I felt like people needed to know this. I'm so unprepared for perhaps having a pregnancy that wasn't gorgeous. 
You know, people are like, is it amazing when you're a bit nauseated because you know that the baby's there? And I'm like, no, throwing up on your feet at three in the morning is not romantic. Yeah. And then when you get wriggles, I was like, let's be honest, you'll have a big turn. The baby will do a loop-de-loop and you're like, am I going to pee, poo, vomit? Like, it's really weird because yeah. you have no control. And then you're like, oh, it's amazing there's a baby in there. It's like a massive jump in your heart. And then you go up and down. But I love that. I think towards the end when I, you know, I had a bit of a rest and a weekend away, I, that was that my best part of my pregnancy. My husband did like an amazing weekend and he catered for every need in terms of comfort in sofas and when we were staying. And I was like, this is what it, this is the moment to be pregnant. So I kind of like, I'm focusing on this. And in terms of your anxiety and the depression you were suffering from, because when I was pregnant, I didn't even know, I'd heard about postpartum depression and anxiety, but I didn't know that you could have anxiety and depression during pregnancy. So when when did you find out and who did you speak to in terms of getting help? Uh, so again, it was that 16-week appointment with my midwife and she referred me to the prenatal mental health team because, again, I had no clue. Everyone has heard of PND, so everyone knows that post, you're very likely in lots of cases to to suffer and that's completely normal. And I think that's great that lots of people know that, but I had no clue you could just sort of drop off in yeah. your pregnancy. So I then had a few telephone assessments with a prenatal psychologist and answered about a billion questions and just just literally I was completely honest because I think I felt that I needed to let them know exactly how I was feeling with everything so that I could be the best mum on the other side. That was already that kind of mum instinct kicked in like I need to look after myself because yeah. I've got a baby on the way we've got to get this wrapped up yeah. um, and they were really amazing and they just talked through the different aspects of the depression like We'd been in a lockdown. It was a perfect storm. I worked in work in healthcare, so I'd been under a lot of pressure for a long time. Then I was pregnant really poorly. We were in a lockdown. I'd moved away from my family, so I was isolated. It was the perfect storm mm. to to feel low in mood of any kind and anxious. And then I've had cancer previously, so I had to isolate throughout the pregnancy anyway. So I didn't see anybody. So like you're suddenly alone, yeah, <laughs> growing a baby and feeling rough of course you're feeling rubbish. And I was like, oh yeah, that might be why. And then I had, every week I had calls with the clinical psychologist. We did talking therapy. We did a little bit of CBT stuff for like getting towards the other side when it's like, you can get out and do things. You're going to need to be equipped. And it did help, but it didn't lift. I was still seeing a psychologist up until Lily was six months old. Because again, if you've got it before, it's re really important. I didn't want to let go of that service because I was worried about having postnatal depression. Yeah, because you're more likely, right? Yeah, potentially, absolutely, yeah. of course, of course, because you've struggled and you've had all your resources zapped from you. Yeah. So afterwards, and then you've got this new person, your whole life has changed, so you're more at risk. But that's when my glow arrived later. <laughs> she arrived and it all felt a lot better. <laughs> and was that provided for you uh, on the NHS? Mm -hmm. That was great. Well, that's fantastic. I'm sure we'll return to that topic later. But in the meantime, Amy, how was your pregnancy? Yeah, um, the kind of that first trimester, definitely brutal, as it is for a lot of people, super nauseous, just exhausted. You know, you're like just in your bones, like so tired that there were times I'm working and it like actually was a nice time to be in lockdown because I could be at home. So, you know, you're like wearing your sweatpants in meetings, right? And you can like turn off the camera if you're feeling really terrible. So definitely like struggled through that time. And I think especially since we were doing IVF, so we're like kind of doing all the extra hormones. So like load in more hormones into this and like, man, it's tough. But 
once I got out of kind of that first trimester, I definitely like my energy came back. Like I started feeling a lot better and actually really did kind of enjoy the pregnancy, I would say. And especially things I loved, the scans were yeah. like my favorite, absolute yeah. favorite. So we we also got to do an early scan and you go in and like, I don't know what I expected, but like we went in and like into the scan and like you could hear the heartbeat. It was like seven weeks and yeah. you could hear a heartbeat. It was just like the most amazing thing I've ever heard. It's like it would last a couple days and then you would start to like worry like, you know, is something wrong? Like you definitely felt that like, oh, I just, I want to go to the next one because I just like mm. want to know it's okay. Uh, but every single time you go, we had to do a private scan at one point uh, to do a couple of extra tests. And so while we were there, they actually did video recordings. Oh. So we got a couple of videos sent to us. And I like the number of times I watched that video, of just like the little baby moving was just mm. amazing. So like definitely good and bad. I also like, I had a lot of not as many cravings. There were like some food aversions. Like there were just weird things that I loved eating that like I just did not want. Like you couldn't bring it near me. I like do not want it. And then all of these weird things that I like craved. Someone once told me like we crave things from childhood. And I was like, baby, because yeah. like I was craving like kids breakfast cereal. Like I would have cereal <laughs> for dinner. Like <laughs> at least a couple times a week. <laughs> exactly. Like macaroni and cheese. I, I like literally had to like order craft macaroni and cheese because I couldn't get it here. I like had it come on Amazon. My mom came to visit and like brought this like like suitcase of craft macaroni and cheese. So that was like kind of the good side in a way of like you get to eat all these things that you would normally feel a little guilty about and I'm like I don't feel guilty at all <laughs> a magnum every day exactly <laughs> I felt the same way and I was thinking maybe that's because I felt more in tune with my body than I would normally do yeah. so when I was eating it I was literally feeling but I need this yeah whereas oh, normally yeah. I probably would be a bit more disconnected and it would be hard to say well I really need, is this, do I really need this or am I just greedy? Totally. I mean, there's like mornings I craved grapefruit or like things where you definitely feel like I think my body just needed that. Yeah. I don't know that it ever just needed macaroni and cheese, but like the rest, I think there's something going on that your yeah. body knows what it needs. Uh, it's so nice what you're saying about the scans too. It just, it's really that moment, isn't it? When it suddenly feels real when you're seeing or hearing the heartbeat, as you say, it's, yeah, it's very nice. Vic, how was your pregnancy? I think mine was like ups and downs. It felt like a bit of a roller coaster, getting a lot better at the end. Yeah, so obviously I said about the miscarriage. So there's that, obviously carrying that through. And yeah, I felt sick quite a lot of the time. Up until 20 weeks, I was pretty much like nauseous all the time. But I didn't mind that because, you know, like you said, I was the opposite. I was like anything that kind of made me feel pregnant, I just embraced. So actually, I, in that sense, I had a really good pregnancy because I was feeling happy even though all these things were happening but yeah if it up and down like you'd have a scan and you'd be up and then you'd have a few weeks where you'd have the scan so you're like okay I'm pregnant and this is all going fine and then I'd have some bleeding or something would happen like back down again like back to worrying and yeah so I guess that first trimester is quite scary and then you couldn't tell everyone and then once I kind of got the security of the confidence I guess that this baby was coming and I remember like you said about the feeling of the movements I remember the first time like I felt that kind of flutter I was just so I just loved that. And I was like addicted to it. Like, so if I would sit on the bed with my legs up, I could feel him move at certain <laughs> points of the day. So I would literally go up. I was staying at my um, my husband's parents' house because it was in lockdown a lot. So I would like go up to the room 
to sit on the bed and put my legs up so I could just feel him moving and like I, that was just like my heaven doing that and so yeah like after kind of that I got back pain which was horrendous like it was like on one side for some reason it was just like zzz, it would zap me and obviously working like uh, lots of pregnant women will know like working on a laptop is not ideal Finally, I got work to give me a chair, which they were so kind about. I was like, I wish I'd asked for that, you know, like way earlier on because that probably would have really helped me. And the back pain wasn't great and that kind of eased off. And then getting towards the end, like I was the annoying, glowing person. Like I was like, I'm pregnant, this is great. Um, And did feel really good. And I was really excited. I was so excited to have him. Mm -hmm. I was so caught up, I think, on the pregnancy you know, the afterbirth bit, I didn't really think about enough, yeah. I would say. Yeah. But the pregnancy part, I was like, yeah. Was you really good. enjoyed it yeah. by the time you could, yeah, you yeah. got over the worst hurdle. <laughs> and so, yeah, I guess you all touched on it, but it, your body changes so quickly during this time. Um, so how did you all feel in your body? Like, How did you feel about those changes? Well, I like the bigger boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is great. I kind of embraced that. I think initially I, I looked back at some pictures of me being me pregnant early days and I thought that I looked really pregnant. And now you look at them and you're like, nah, barely, <laughs> barely anything there. Like nobody in the street would know that you were actually pregnant. And then you get to the point where I think I just felt fat for a while. You get, I was just like, I haven't got a bump. I'm literally just fat. And then once you get over that and then the bump starts like showing, Yeah. you know, I didn't actually mind. I think I was warped. Like I thought I was still small. Like I genuinely did. Like I didn't think I'd put on loads of weight. And it wasn't until like post the baby, I, I felt like, pregnant for another six months because I'd probably eaten so much I was just, I'll just eat whatever I want because that's what the baby needs and you know I'm glad that I did do that and didn't get caught up on my body um because I did put on quite a lot of weight I remember yeah googling how much weight I'd put on and I was like no surely not <laughs> yeah I guess like weight is definitely something that many pregnant women are are worrying about how did you feel about that Amy I think because I was so nauseous in the beginning that I like actually lost weight early on. So then I was more like just kind of tracking like, am I gaining the right amount of weight? And like, is this healthy? So I think I, I still obviously gained weight uh, in pregnancy, but I think that offset. Well, for me, <laughs> it was the, like, like the, the more nauseous I felt and the more I ate made me feel less sick. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was eating to stop myself from being sick. exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I was eating nonstop because that was the only time I wasn't nauseous. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, in my head, I just expected to feel big the whole time. And instead it was like, this is taking forever. Like yeah. every time you look in the mirror, you're like, I just, I want to see it. Like you're so anxious and it's just like, oh, still the same, still the same. <laughs> like it took so long. And then I think by the end, when you get like closer, that's when I started feeling like there is not enough space in here. Like you feel like an elbow or like a foot in your ribs all the time or like something going on oh, in yeah. there. But even with that, like, I think I did like, you just feel more connected almost yeah. to your body as you're going through this. You feel all these like movements and you're like paying attention to it so much more mm. that it just, I don't know, it was, it was a really cool experience even going through everything that you go through. Yeah, yeah. Sam, how was for you? You touched on it earlier. I mean, I was quite similar to you with the 
being sick early or early quite a while I lost weight and then we had a few kind of worrying scans because I wasn't big enough so I was being told you haven't gained enough weight even at like 30 weeks you haven't gained enough weight so we had to go in and get measurements and baby was fine small but perfectly formed it was I had just not gained a lot so I got to the end of the pregnancy only having gained a few kilos like nothing much at all so from behind you wouldn't have known I was pregnant and then just had this like tight bump I definitely made up for it after. So I gained all my baby weight after she was born. Because <laughs> she, she gave birth to her and was like, I can eat now. <laughs> and then basically I chocolate chip banana bread solidly for about four months and gained 10 kilos <laughs> so so I gained double the amount of weight after I gave birth just for fun because I'm like now I can do this I'm stuffing it in um I'm breastfeeding it's fine <laughs> so, so yeah I, but I felt super connected like it is amazing that like you just I was I was really aware of everything and I had like a an early labor moment in the pregnancy that was too early and I knew something wasn't right and I was just I was so amazed at the mum instincts kicking in then because I Lily had her own regime in utero and I like I know I love the because I knew like 4am was party time like it was a disco and like before dinner she'd always go she's definitely like me she loves the food so just before as we're getting hungry she'd have a good wriggle like where is it (laughs) and so you could literally time my bump movements uh, like to the day like seven bush there it is and then she didn't move um one day I was like she's not complained about dinner time being running late you know and it was just I had this this feeling and then 4am we were in the hospital and they're like yep you've had a little these are actually early contractions baby's gone a bit quiet but you're fine and it all was completely fine thankfully afterwards but I remember feeling like I know what is going on like I know this baby and I know my body and that just grew throughout the pregnancy from the first stages of being like what's going on like you know the little bleeds is it still okay what's going on in there is she all right is it all of those things to being like I know exactly what's happening and then obviously afterwards being like now I've got baby moms I've got no clue (laughs) (laughs) I'm so connected and that's gone so connected and now I'm just tired and confused or before I became pregnant, I never really thought about bumps. Like, are they big? Are they small? Like, it was nothing that I ever thought about. But then when I became pregnant, I suddenly became super aware. I'm one of these people who have a huge bump really early on. And I was quite surprised how people commented on it. And suddenly you're allowed to comment on pregnant women's bodies. How did you have a similar experience? Because some of my other friends, they had a very small bump. And they also found that really hard when people commented. Yeah, I can't remember whether my bump was big or small. He was quite high up because he's a boy, whether that's a wives' tale or not. Yeah, I did get a bad comment that really knocked me. Uh, a lady from uh, a lady said, "Am I having twins?" And I was really like shocked. Like <laughs> I literally was like, "What? No, no, of course I'm not. I'm not having twins." Like, and then that yeah, that really did kind of affect me mm-hmm. strangely. I didn't think a comment like that would really bother me mm. because yeah, it's. I mean, it's obviously she didn't mean it. I was like, I tried to like rationalise it in my head. Like she obviously just didn't mean that she'd said that. And it was kind of maybe an awkward comment and don't take it personally. But it did, it did kind of upset me a bit because I thought, and that was, like I said, latterly in my pregnancy, where maybe I was bigger than, you know, (laughs) I probably, maybe I should have been or shouldn't have been. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so I kind of, that did shake me a little bit. Amy? I didn't have anyone comment, but um, so I had gestational diabetes, which I found out kind of later in the pregnancy. And so we had to do a lot of extra scans uh, because there's a risk that the baby is bigger when you have it. And so literally every scan I went to, they would scan and they're like, oh, chubby baby. Oh, like you go into the next one. They're like, 
chubby baby. Like every single one of the, oh, we already know this. It's a big baby. Like, so it's just like that part of it was Mm. hard. And what's crazy is that like the scans are actually like, there's a huge like tolerance. And so when she was born, she was actually small. Like she was not big at all. So the whole time mentally, I'm like, I have this huge baby. What am I going to do? So like that's in my head and like that worry. So and it was it was stressful uh, going into labor yeah. with that knowledge. Yeah, must have been. Oh my god, I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She came two weeks early, which I was like very glad about yeah. uh, because and it was because it was a real struggle of like we probably would have been induced early because they thought the risk was high that the baby would be too big, and so there's like one part of you that's like, yes, I think we should do that because it's probably the best thing, and part of you that says, like I just I, I had read so much about like positive birth and like really wanted a natural birth. And like a big part of me was like, if I do induction, like it's not the baby's time, like Mm. she'll come when she's ready. And Mm. so like, I really wanted to be able to go through that. Mm. And so it like was this huge debate that we were having of like, should we do it? Should we not do it kind Mm. of thing? And so it was actually a real relief when she came and we didn't have to make the decision, but yeah, it was tough. She made it for you. She did, (laughs) thankfully. And what about you, Sam? Yeah, I think I just felt I had a lot of comments and it was amazing. It ranged from, oh my gosh, you're giant to you're so tiny. And you're like, well, which one of you is right? Mainly I had, and and kind of I could brush a lot of those off, but mostly people were telling me how small I was. And because I'd been poorly and and we had the growth scans again, like I found that quite tricky. So you'd be going and you're like, oh, I'm not getting big enough. I'm getting, my bump's not getting big. Like I'm eating these magnums a day. I'm trying to get it in. Um, yeah, and I found that really upsetting because I was like, oh, again, it's another thing I'm not doing right in pregnancy. I can't even get a bump right because yeah. people are like, oh, you must be only halfway through. And I'm like, no, I'm nearly at the end. Yeah, I'm just not not massive. And then going, hurry up, blow, pop. So I found that more weirdly upsetting to be told I'm small all the time because <laughs> you're like, is everything right? Is everything normal? I think what I learned through my experience is that you should only tell a pregnant woman that she's glowing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, yeah, and we spoke about how quickly your body is growing. What about dressing yourself? Because I found that quite hard. I suddenly like lost my own sense of style and became quite frumpy. And I tried to dress cooler and it just turned out awfully. So that was a real struggle for me. How did you guys find it, Vic? Yeah, so, well, I work in fashion and I love fashion and clothes and I love having a style. So I did find it quite difficult. I, and also we were in lockdown at that point, or in part. So I actually got quite lucky with just being able to be in leggings. I remember one point, yeah, wearing just wearing leggings and being like, I would never go out wearing leggings. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, I was really sort of like, I wanted people to know that I was pregnant because I was like, I'm wearing these this because I'm pregnant. Like, I wouldn't normally wear this. Like, I know that sounds awful. Get a t-shirt printed. Yeah, it's awful. But I was, and I try. I kept doing like ASOS orders and getting things and sending them back. But I bought a lot of t-shirts. I bought a lot of jerseys. I thought, well, I might as well be comfortable. So I bought a lot of like maternity t-shirts, which I actually still wear now. Oh, wow. And really yeah. like them because they're like oversized. So there's nothing, you know, that's actually, I've got a few things in my wardrobe. That I'm like, I love, I still love them and still wear them. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely felt a bit kind of like lost and I actually think post-pregnancy I was in denial I think I didn't realize that that you you read things and but post-pregnancy six months a good six months and even now I still I'm not quite back to where I was mm. and in my head I think post-pregnancy I was sort of thinking uh, you know six weeks and I'll be wearing my clothes again no, that wasn't happening. No. So for me, like I was more upset about that, like because I was like ready to get back to myself, but I was still wearing my maternity clothes. I was still, you know, when you're breastfeeding as well, that limits your wardrobe completely yeah. because you've got to wear everything. It's got to be open and flappy. And now I've got billions of shirts in my wardrobe, so I think my style has changed since pregnancy and post-pregnancy. I'm getting back to where I am, where I was. But also, I'm now like I'm a mum, so my style is a little bit different yeah. to where, where it was before. Like there's certain things that I've had to be like, I can't wear that anymore. That's not who I am. Yeah. Like I want to be like cool, but I think I need to not be young cool. I yeah. don't know. But it's finding the balance. It's an interesting transition. It has been. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it really is. At least it's fun. When you when you work in fashion, you can explore it. You yeah, know, you exactly. have an excuse. I've been shopping a lot recently because I do feel more like back to my old self. I'm like, oh, this is fun again. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really lost the sense of fun and shopping when yeah. I was pregnant. I just felt like also wearing my stuff on repeat was horrible. I was so tired of my pregnancy yeah. stuff. Amy, how did you get on with pregnancy fashion? Exactly the same. Like, do not get me started on how bad these clothes are. Like, it's crazy. Half of the population is likely to go through this, like, possibly multiple times. And no one makes clothes that are actually, like, stylish or something that, like, makes you feel good in your body. You, like, put on these clothes and you feel awful. They're, like, terrible. I did the same. Like, I ordered so many things and you, like, send them back. And luckily, like, I wear a lot of oversized clothes anyway. Like, Gabe will make fun of me. I'll go shopping and I'll bring home, like, a big jumper. And he's like, oh, another bag. <laughs> but, like, luckily they all fit Yeah, <laughs> as I'm, like, getting bigger. So I mostly ended up just, like, I bought a couple, like, 
pregnancy jeans, like things that would like fit around the belly. And then just like did a lot of normal clothes, like maybe not my exact normal ones, but like things that were kind of like not maternity clothes, but just bigger or, you know, high-waisted so you can kind of pull it up over the bum, Mm. like things where you could play around, but like mostly normal if I could get away with it. By the end, it was just like, I've lost all hope. (laughs) (laughs) I remember like so vividly this one day I had on this like awful dress, like it was just the worst. And one of my friends like stopped by, they're like neighbors, they lived down the street and they were just like, oh, just stopping by, we're going to have a picnic, do you want to come? And I was like so embarrassed that I was in this like ugly mom dress. (laughs) But it's just like, it's so hard, I think, when you're going through this. And like breastfeeding, honestly, was even harder. So there's there is a business idea here, I think, Mm, to make better clothes for women. (laughs) Sam, how was for you? I agree with you. I felt like I really lost my identity. With my work, I live in leggings and stuff anyway. But then I got to, like, I wanted to burn my pregnancy leggings. Like, I just did not want to see them again because yeah. I wore them, washed and wore them, washed and wore them constantly because it was the only thing I was just comfortable in. And I did feel, I was like, I'm just like, I used to love dresses. Mm. And and there were a few things, there were a few moments, like I had dresses that were kind of bigger and baggier that I could wear. But when you were kind of working from home in lockdown and you don't have the like I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel well so like why would I put a dress on anyway and then I thought like I've been wearing these leggings and t-shirts my husband's t-shirts for like six months <laughs> and I should probably wash my hair but then I did a big shop and everything went back I was like it's all hideous yeah. it's all awful I feel worse in this <laughs> and then I did try to be a bit proud of my bump at one point like I taught a few classes wearing like high-waisted leggings and a sports top with my bump out I thought oh, actually nice. that looks better than all of the other maternity stuff because that weird waistline that's kind of flappy that never fits you but it's either too big or too small for the bump yeah so it either kind of flops down <laughs> or it's too small and rolls down so you're like great <laughs> so I did that a few, but and then I did it and there was, there was just a lot of comments of like oh my god we can really see your bump and I'm like I'm gonna own it and then I was like no I'm not not gonna own it anymore actually I'm just gonna wear back your t-shirts I don't. <laughs> yeah because like you don't need we don't need to be talking about my belly for ages but I just felt my skin was also really sore so mm. or like sensitive is probably the right word so I, there was just like limits to what fabrics I could wear I remember anything that was synthetic was mm. just horrible I don't know if it's like a, a pregnancy sensitivity I forgot to mention, we had an added challenge. So Gibi and I were meant to get married during lockdown mm-hmm. and the wedding got canceled twice. And so when things reopened, we actually decided to do a town hall wedding with our family and I was eight months pregnant. So like now add on trying to find a maternity wedding dress, <laughs> like just do a Google search for like maternity wedding dress and it is terrifying when it comes up. Vegas so. spectacular. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was pretty bad. What about shoes? Did you go high heels? Oh, yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I love oh, shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wore my normal shoes. It was... You're like, yay, something I can fit into. Exactly. <laughs> what about worries that you had about being pregnant that never really turned out to actually be so bad as you thought? Like, so, for example, I was really scared of getting stretch marks everywhere. And I didn't get any stretch marks, but I was like, worried throughout pregnancy and I just wish I hadn't worried so much. And probably I hadn't cared if I had stretch marks. Did you have anything that you were really worried about, Amy? I mean, to be honest, I think the only the only thing I worried that didn't happen, uh, definitely stretch marks. Uh, same for me. I would do like the oil every night, mm-hmm. like please, you know, like kind of praying for a miracle. Uh, and then also like I just somehow in my head, I expected like I would just be big the whole time I was pregnant. And so that for me was like 
I guess, a pleasant surprise in a way that you actually weren't that uncomfortable for Mm. the majority of Mm. the pregnancy. It was just like kind of the end that got really tough. So those are probably the two things that I worried the most about that didn't. There were many things I worried about and it was valid, (laughs) but those like didn't happen. Sam, did you have anything that you were? I worried mostly about how like my husband would see me. That was my biggest worry. I mean, I was also worried about stretch marks because my body loves stretch mark. Um, and it was like, obsessed about b- the oils and creams and everything. But I was really worried. I was like, will he be strange with me as I get bigger? Will he? Because you feel like you don't recognize your own body. Mm. So when you lose your identity because you're wearing sweatpants 24 7 mm. for months and then your body's changing. Like I remember at one point being like, if you chop my head off in this mirror, I wouldn't know that that was me. Yeah. And I found that quite strange. And I was like, yeah. how does that feel? So at the beginning of the pregnancy and always being quite fit, I was like, oh, is this going to feel strange? Mm. And it did. But I, what I loved, actually, what turned out to be amazing is that every time, like I did something stupid, like knock my bump like into the plant or something, because you're just like, <laughs> you've lost all your spatial awareness. Tom loved it. Like he just loved me pregnant. He loved how I looked and he was so excited about everything. And I was like, well, I don't know why I was worrying about this. So yeah. I was like... So that was a worry that turned out to be amazing. And now I'm like, oh, I remember when you did sort of, sort of doughy-eyed looking at me like, you're carrying my baby. And yeah. I was worried that you'd go, gosh, she looks like, you know, a beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that worry too. I had the same and I feel like, yeah, it didn't come out to be true. So, yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> I was worried because we'd go out a lot and party a lot and always like, you know, I would never not go out and drink. Um, so in my mind, I was like, God, I'm going to really struggle. I'm going to really struggle in being in social situations and kind of like one, you know, missing the thirst. But actually I I wasn't at all. Like I actually really enjoyed it. I would like go out, have a, like a small glass of wine, have a nice chatter and then take myself off home because you're knackered. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm exhausted. I'm going to go home. And actually I didn't find that side of being pregnant hard at all. I was like, you know, more like, okay, it's fine. Have a nice time. Yeah. Your body seems to know you're not supposed to have it. Yeah. Because I, I was like, how am I going to cope with Sau- Sauvignon Blanc? I did actually also have that worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a huge worry. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't face a glass of wine if you like tried to pay me for it. Yeah. So I'm like, Same. just like, actually, and I'm all right. Yeah. And then you think, oh, I think in my mind, I was like, oh, you know, am I going to be really boring? I think mm. that's the thing you kind of worry about. Mm. But actually, not at all. I was like a lot more confident than I maybe I thought I would be. So I was pleased about that. Saved yeah. a lot of Uber money. Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, at least Simon, he got quite into being the supporter of the pregnant wife. Yeah. So he seemed to enjoy being at home and eating an extra portion and watching telly <laughs> and relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> So we are coming to an end to this podcast. But before we go, I just wanted to ask you if you have a tip or a word of advice for anyone who's out there who is just starting thinking about becoming pregnant or who is pregnant. Yeah, I think my bit of advice would be to educate yourself and that the birth can be a positive experience because I kind of went into being pregnant and having a baby not really knowing an awful lot and a friend of mine like recommended like hypnobirthing and a few books and I was like you know I'm not going to read them but then obviously not drinking as much not going out as much I got a bit of time on my hands I sort of did read some of these books and I was so glad that I took the time to kind of read about the birth and the experience because there's such negative like con- connotations and you know in on telly like 
that it's going to be this awful thing and oh my god it's so painful and actually looking into the hypnobirthing I know it's not for everyone but the bits that I took from it were kind of yeah reading about it you know it explains about the birth and the you can do a birth plan and um, and how the birth is in your hands you know you can have a control over what happens you know you can say this is how I want it option one you know this if this doesn't happen option two option three and if I have to have a cesarean this is how I want it and I think going into pregnancy and birth with those tools and the breathing meant that my experience of birth was really good Mm. and I really want people to be able to also have had that kind of knowledge and experience. So instead of going into or like going through pregnancy with the fear of birth hanging over you, yeah. you're kind of empowering yourself, using yeah. the pregnancy as a time to empower yourself to go into. Yeah. And I think I think I had a good birth. I was lucky, but I also think that, you know, really strengthened why I had a good birth and I was able to kind of go into it in such a positive mindset mm. that I was so excited rather than fearful. So, you know, my birth was good. I think that's a really good tip. Amy? I definitely second what Vic said. I did the same thing. I did hypnobirthing uh, and just like you learn so much about how your body works that like you just understand so much more going into the process and I think you feel more comfortable. So I definitely Mm. agree. I would say I have two tips. I have many tips, but the two I would say, (laughs) one, just hearing Vic, I would say have a doula or at least consider a doula. It's not for everybody for sure, but we had a doula and it just made me feel like there is someone in the room who is like paying attention to my needs Mm -hmm. and like has been through this before. I just felt so much more confident and supported. Obviously I had my partner and he is incredibly supportive, but like neither one of us knew what we were doing. (laughs) So like having someone there and like, you definitely have to click with them and it has to be the right person. But like throughout the entire pregnancy, she helped just like in so many different ways. And then the one that I was originally going to say, take an antenatal class. It is like literally the number one tip that I send to everybody when they're pregnant. The actual things you learn in the class, you can like Google in a day probably, Mm -hmm. but like the friends that you make and just like having that group that are like all going through the same experience, all live nearby you, you know, you have this like built in support in like Mm -hmm. friendship and community of, of like lifeline basically you know once you have the baby that like when you have a question or you're going through something or you're unsure of what's happening or you just like need someone to talk to or like go on a walk with you have it so definitely invest the time to like do that or do something where you can like build a little bit of community that that will be there to support you when you're actually have the baby and kind of going through those first stages of and in the thick of it yeah yeah. you definitely need someone (laughs) 3 a.m panic message yeah And you can get 20 responses really quickly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's better than Google. <laughs> uh, Sam, what is your advice? I think mine would be more to do with my mental health during pregnancy. So for mums to, because I felt like I was doing it wrong, because I didn't understand you can have all kinds of different pregnancies, basically, and experiences. And um, I think my advice would be to ask for help and that you don't have to necessarily have like a, we called it the celebrity diagnosis of like something like hypermesis gravidarium, like affects people and people know about that. I didn't get, I didn't have that, but I wasn't well. So I felt like it wasn't validated enough to then be reaching out for support. And I think it's important to not have to have a big name to how you're feeling to need the help. And just be a bit more kind to yourself because I think we can all be a bit tough cookie and independent. So I was like, no, I've got to do this and I've got to do this. I've got stuff to do. But it's so fleeting. Pregnancy goes so quickly that taking a bit of time out and spoiling yourself rotten and reaching for support 
even though you might think you don't need it yet or something's going to happen, is not nothing to be ashamed of. Like it's definitely better to prepare you for the other side. So I would say that would be my biggest thing. It's okay if you're not glowing. Yeah. Make sure someone cuddles you. (laughs) And with those very wise words and very important message, this podcast has come to an end. Uh, But it's been fantastic to have you all here. Really nice discussion. And I think so many women out there will be able to relate to what you have discussed. And if they are pregnant when they're going through it, they will definitely be able to relate. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.